Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. Check out the Powell Movement podcast to find out the stories of the athletes and behind the scene players. Mike not only tells the stories, he tends to tiptoe the line of PC creating funny, informative show that sets the bar for interview podcasts in the action sport industry. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host on today's episode. I'm sitting down with pro climber and co-founder of Alpine Start, Matt Siegel. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Yeah, definitely. All right, so Alpine Start, how would you best describe that? business to someone who's never heard of it before um the simplest way is alpine start we're a a premium instant coffee company um so i kind of had the idea uh, a couple years ago spending a lot of time in the backcountry on climbing expeditions um to make a better tasting instant coffee uh there wasn't really much on the market at the time uh and i was kind of sick sick of using you know some of these big brands and uh wanted something a little bit better so how how did you uh, go about making better coffee? Do you have any like experience in making coffee or is it just more so, you know, you're yeah, flying by the seat of your pants with it? <laughs> that's a pretty funny thing. I, you know, when I first had this idea, I had zero experience in the coffee world. I liked nice coffee, um, you know, and go to coffee shops and like spend, you know, the extra probably $5 per pound on like premium coffees and would normally use my AeroPress in the backcountry. Um, but every once in a while, sleeping on a port ledge using an AeroPress just doesn't really work. And you need um, instant, you know, you need something quick and easy. Um, so I wanted to try to, you know, do something a little different. And I met my business partner or I brought the idea to my business partner. We were, had been friends before uh, and that's Alex Hannapin. And uh, we basically just spent months trying hundreds of different kinds of instant coffees to kind of acquaint ourselves with the market and uh, see if we could, you know, find one that tasted better, see if we could produce one, see if um, like what our options were going to be. That's interesting. So how, how long did this process take you to really go from the idea to, wow, like this instant coffee is pretty great. <laughs> I think once I brought the idea to Alex, uh, it was about a year. Now I had the idea of maybe six months before I brought the idea to Alex. Cause it was like, you know, you're like, 
I, I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time in the backcountry climbing and hiking and stuff, and I got all sorts of ideas, but I don't always act on them. So I kind of kept it to myself and was like, oh, it'd be nice. It'd be cool. And then once I brought it to Alex, we kind of like turned it on. Um, and about a year later, we had a product in hand, which is pretty fast from what I'm learning um, in being in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah, definitely. Now, did you know early on in your life that you kind of always wanted to start your own business? No, I did not know that I wanted to be a businessman. <laughs> I told totally <laughs> myself a businessman, to be honest, but I had no idea that I wanted to start my own business. I, I knew at a very young age, I grew up in Florida and uh, kind of started rock climbing when I was about 13 years old and uh, in the climbing gym, really. I, I actually uh, went to a camp in North Carolina and experienced it there for the first time and came home and there was a climbing gym and and pretty much from the age of 13 up until now, like my life had been dedicated to rock climbing. So I was like a youth competitor as a kid, um, traveled the world doing competitions, signed with the North Face on their global athlete team about 10 years ago. And I'm still on the team. Um, and my life has just been dedicated to climbing. So I had no idea. I knew that eventually I wouldn't be a professional climber anymore. I mean, I still am, but uh, I know that that. Uh, career path has an end. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something else after that, but I didn't really know what that was uh, until I kind of had this idea for Alpine Start. And um, now I kind of just juggle both worlds because I still uh, travel and still on the North Face team and still do a lot of climbing stuff, but I'm also, you know, very involved with Alpine Start. How does that work? Because I imagine you're probably in some pretty remote locations for extended periods of time. So how do you run Alpine Start while also doing that? Well, saying that I run Alpine Start is a long stretch. I definitely do not run it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that's one of the things that, you know, I did some questions the other day for somebody who was curious about the business. And they're like, oh, what's the most thing you're proud of? Um, and, and it's kind of like, I feel like I created a really good team. Uh, Alex and I both, um, you know, Alex is the, the acting CEO of the company. And uh, we've, we've got a couple really good people um, that work for us. Mike Crouch is our um, COO, chief of operations that kind of really streamlines everything. And we have John, who I think you've been emailing with, uh, yep. kind of does our sales and marketing. And, and those, those guys really make it, make it possible for me to kind of be able to come in and out of the office and, and still pursue my career as a professional climber, yet still have roles uh, at Alpine Start. In the beginning, though, I imagine it, you didn't have the team yet. So how, how did yeah, you balance in the, that? In the beginning, it was a lot of just Alex and I. And, and it's kind of funny. There's been some pretty serendipitous things that have happened. Like in the beginning, it was just Alex and I, and I put a lot of time in. And then I kind of went back to doing the whole climbing thing a little bit more. And then about 14, 15 months ago, I had like a really bad accident uh, and was around a lot. Uh, and it was during a really good time. Um, so I was like, I was, I mean, I broke about a dozen bones in my body in a paragliding accident. So that really forced me to be home. So, you know, I had about like, you know, six to nine months where I was like very active uh, with the business. And it was really good timing because we were launching two new products um, these, these are the first new products that we had launched since our original blend two years ago. So that was a huge step for us. Um, and then now that I'm, my body's healed and I'm back to traveling for climbing again, you know, I'm around a little bit less. 
Uh, and, and I think for me, that's kind of how I like it to be. I like to be gone when I'm gone and uh, I check in once a week, obviously, or more with, you know, things that are, I'm always trying to do while I'm away, like work things, uh, and in touch with the team. Um, but I also try to be here when I'm here. That makes sense. No, I totally get that. It's it's the balance. the whole like, oh, I'm going to just do 50-50 is, is kind of really difficult because it's like, then you're not really being, you're not really doing a great job at either. Um, but I guess the truth is, is, you know, over the last year, I've like learned to kind of let go of some of the managing, some of the details and wanting to manage some of the details and just being like, okay, like, I trust you guys. You guys are a good team. Like you're going to make better decisions than I would. So how how much are you traveling in a given year? You know, it that changes drastically. I think before Alpine start, I was gone at a minimum of six months six months out of the year, um, at a bare minimum. Um, with Alpine start, I, I try to be around a little bit more. But for example, from now until November, I, I don't. I only have one full week that I'm in Boulder, like one seven day stint. So. Um, and some of that travel is for Alpine Start, actually, which is cool. So now, now um, I'm not just traveling for myself as a professional climber, but I'm traveling. You know, we're going to a trade show in Baltimore, and then I'm going to go to uh, a climbing event in the fall for Alpine Start. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. So what what would you say are your um, your your main roles now obviously as being a professional climber and traveling a lot what what responsibilities really fall on your shoulders for alpine start currently currently you know i, I kind of i i don't have like a specific title per se besides founder and i don't have like i have all these little smaller responsibilities um random marketing initiatives and stuff like that but really what it is is i, I have a lot to do with what's our new, what's the next products we're going to launch and kind of our brand awareness basically. So it's like, uh, I kind of like to have my hands in with product development as well as like branding, I would say would be like the two major parts of the business that I have. Um, a lot to do with sales. I kind of let those guys do their thing for sure. So, you know, I make sales calls every, every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, it's kind of a, you know, we all have, I'm the only one without a title cause I don't really want a title cause I, I just, that's just kind of my character and we all have titles, but everybody does a little bit of everything, uh, because we're a small business. I think eventually when we're a little bit bigger and have more employees, then, then things will be, you know, a little bit more strict in terms of like people won't have to do a lot of like a lot of diverse jobs, but like right now, like everybody kind of does everything you know like joking around the other day is like yeah i like clean the toilets and like come go to like retail and stuff you know it's like kind of you just you do whatever needs to get done and and especially um for me being you know the founder but also being the one with the least amount of business skills that works for the company um but being more of the visionary type i kind of just do what needs to do what needs to get done yeah i totally understand that now over the course of the start from when you came up with the idea in 2015 to now, what, what does the growth look like? Um, yeah, the growth early on, the growth has been, it's been drastic early on. We, uh, you know, we're just in a couple small retail, uh, 
climbing shops. And then within the first year, uh, we went national with REI, which was like a huge step for us. And that was just our original blend. Um, and then uh, after that, we were able to get into a grocery chain called HEB in Texas. Um, and then now we're, you know, launching into Whole Foods in the Rocky Mountain region or we're in Whole Foods in the Rocky Mountain region. And then we're launching into a bunch more, uh, more conventional grocery stores. So uh, the launch coming out with two new products was drastic. Um, obviously, that's two more SKUs for consumers to purchase. So that growth was kind of huge. Uh, and, you know, people can definitely look forward to more products coming out in in uh, 2019, uh, not at liberty to discuss the details on those yet. Uh, I am, I'm pretty excited about uh, where we're going to be headed. Uh, I think, you know, the coffee space and the instant coffee space is kind of like the sky's the limit in a lot of ways. So we're, we're pretty excited to get uh, creative and come up with some pretty different stuff. What's been the hardest part about starting and building Alpine Start? I mean, for me personally, the hardest part has just been, has been like the personal struggle of like how much, uh, are you ready to walk away from your pro climbing career and fully go into this? Or like, how do I balance, um, the two for me individually? I think that's been my biggest struggle. And, you know, obviously I think my career as a professional climber has helped Alpine start drastically, like, uh, in terms of get building awareness in the outdoor space. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that's a struggle as well as, um, yeah, I think as a business, the biggest hurdle is, is convincing people that all instant coffee doesn't taste bad. Um, I think in the past we're used to like our grandparents, instant coffee. That's horrible. Yeah. Like that Maxwell. I just think yeah, of the blue Maxwell house <laughs> instant coffee. <laughs> so. So I think as a business that that's been a huge hurdle is uh, how do we convince the consumer that, um, you know, all, all instant coffee doesn't taste like shit. And, uh, you know, we've, 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 you know, tried to accomplish that. Like if you look at our new packaging, it says instant coffee that actually tastes good. Um, you know, and we have like funny pins that say instant coffee, coffee, instant coffee that doesn't suck. Like, so we're, we're trying to tackle that head on. Um, and, you know, we're not the only ones. There's a couple other competitors out there uh, that have been born in the last year or two as well that are, are in the instant coffee space that are brands that are doing some, you know, making a better tasting instant coffee. So, yeah. What's your greatest fear and how do you manage it in regards to Alpine Start? Uh, doesn't really carry over time. I mean, I guess the biggest fear in a lot of ways is, is, is growing, growing up too fast um getting getting too big to handle uh and kind of having to being forced to make decisions for the wrong reasons per se you know like i like to have a good balance with everybody in the company of like not just uh sales driven you know like we're all you know I, i've been fortunate enough to never really have a nine to five so um even though everybody here kind of has a more traditional nine to five job working for Alpine Start, I like to really stress that, you know, taking Fridays off and going on adventures and going on, you know, vacations and stuff like that is, is necessary. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You need that, um, 
that time to sort of re-energize yourself so that you're more productive when you're working. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what the, why the business was founded was to, you know, make adventures easier. So uh, I would, I, I would hate to see, to see this get so financial, financially driven that uh, didn't allow for people to make those decisions. Yeah. Definitely. Have you ever had, uh, I'm sure like, since you're obviously climbing quite a bit, um, have you ever brought the coffee and then been climbing with someone and then just being like, wow, this coffee is, what is this? <laughs> yeah. they didn't know that you had the business to begin with. Yeah. All the time. I climb with a lot of the same people and a lot of them, you know, are good friends now that, that obviously know the, know the business, but yeah, all the time. Cause you know, some people don't, you know, you know, that live in other countries, for example, I was just in Switzerland a couple of weeks ago and, and climbing with people that just know me as a climber, you know, they don't know me as the Alpine start founder or, or anything like that. You know, in the U S I've, I've definitely done a lot more. Um, and people kind of now are, are starting to, you know, think of me and Alpine start at the same, but you know, in Europe and stuff, they just know me for climbing. So, um, it's kind of cool to go and bring some, some people that didn't really know about it, the product and give it to them and then be like, Oh wow, it's pretty good. <laughs> now, in terms of uh, Alpine Start, what, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the uh, outdoor climbing industry, food industry, or really just a, a business in general? Um, what advice would I have? I, I think the biggest thing is if you, you're thinking of starting something is, is, is you just kind of have to take the plunge. Uh, and go for it. I also think that, you know, finding the right people to partner with is huge. Uh, for example, like, I mean, I, I couldn't have, you know, Alpine Start is so much about the team um, and the people that we've surrounded ourselves by because um, you can't really do it all by yourself. So that would be the biggest advice. Find people that are smarter than you. Find people that don't share the same ideals as you in some ways. Um, you want people to complement your attributes um, and push you uh, in the ways that you're not so good at, you know, and vice versa. Uh, and I think that's that's how you you know create a successful company. Definitely. So growing up, obviously, you 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 grew up in Florida. You spent a lot of time climbing indoors, and then eventually you made the the jump to start doing it outdoors. Um, what about climbing do you enjoy the most? That really kind of hooked you on taking it so seriously and, and obviously getting to the point where you could do it professionally and then now start a company that's so directly related like Alpine start. You know, it's kind of funny and I, I kind of anticipate, you know, Alpine start to be kind of similar to like my relationship with climbing is that it's evolved so much over the years. You know, I started cause I was good at it. I was super competitive and it was all about kind of the movement and competitions and climbing inside and then, eventually got into climbing outside more and trad climbing and alpine climbing and became more about like the adventure and the camaraderie and, um, you know, going to wild places and doing, you know, kind of wild experiences. Um, you know, the, my first love with climbing was the movement, you know, I loved trying hard. It felt really cool. And then, uh, now currently, um, you know, though I still love the movement, it's been more about kind of going on adventures and having like, rad experiences with like your homies definitely now 
you, you mentioned early on in the podcast that you had a pretty serious injury last year. Have there been any moments where you um, got to the point where like maybe like climbing doesn't make so much more sense for me because it's just um, either scared you in some capacity with an experience of some kind or just um, gotten too challenging to keep going? Yeah, I mean, I think this last year and this year with after my paragliding accident, um, things have definitely, you know, I've, I've toned it down a little bit, you know, the last couple of months I've been ramping it back up. And, and, and I think that's just an ebb, ebb and flow, uh, type of scenario of, uh, yeah, I don't do the same things I did, you know, five, 10 years ago. Um, but I think I'll always be a climber, you know, I'll always, I'll always want to do it, whether or not I'm trying to push myself in the same ways, uh, that will probably change. But, uh, I definitely, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's in me. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, if someone told me I couldn't ski or climb and do anything outdoors for the rest of my life, I'd be like, what's the point? No. <laughs> skiing a lot, actually. This winter, I skied an insane amount for me, for being a climber, uh, which has kind of been a new fun, fun passion to kind of follow after my paragliding accident. I haven't been flying a ton, and I uh, kind of focused on skiing this winter and definitely last winter and, and definitely psyched already planning some ski trips this winter. So, Oh, that's me, me and you both. I can't wait for the cold weather. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh. um, I'm actually headed on some climbing trips here in the next couple of weeks, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty psyched for, for the snow. Too. You know, that's, I think one of the most interesting parts about the outdoor community um, you typically find someone growing up as a skier or climber or something. And then as they get older and they get towards the, and I want to say the top of, of the, the field in that specific activity, but they just a personal high and then they get exposed by friends who do other things. And they're just like, Oh my God, I'm just as hooked at this other thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then you have all of these activities to sort of do all year round. And then you'll see yourself you know, for me, I grew up being a diehard skier. And now that I'm a little older, now I'm getting more into climbing. And I'm like, hmm, this is this is so interesting just to see all the different facets of it and sort of relearning sort of that same um, going through that same process and, and really falling in love with it. Totally. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I mean, I, I grew up in Florida, so I did not grow up skiing at all. And it's been the last couple of seasons. It's been a fun, fun challenge. Yeah, that's for sure. What's the best part about running Alpine Start? Uh, well, it's pretty cool to like. It's pretty cool to have created a product that I actually use. Yeah, like it's not just a, a a random business, a random thing. It's like it was created out of a necessity, a need, or a want. Uh, and now I go on climbing trips and and bring it and use it and drink it. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the most important parts to a business. You should never start, or at least I feel that you should never start a business if you don't love whatever it is that you're creating slash selling and use it all the time. Totally. Exactly. Because like, how can you be an advocate for it if you're, if you don't love it and use it consistently? Yeah, no, you can't be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, and I think there's so many people who like maybe get into the business for the wrong reasons where it's just like, Oh, I want to make money. But it's like, well, you know, if you're going to put in the time the first couple of years when you're not making any, you have to really love it or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Well, Matt, I, I really, I know you got a tight window of time. You're a pretty busy guy. 
I appreciate you coming on the podcast and really sharing your story and everything going on with Alpine Start. Um, but if, if listeners want to keep tabs on your professional climbing and then everything going on with Alpine Start, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, I think Instagram is a really good place um, for both me and Alpine Start. Uh, I have my a personal feed that's more climbing oriented and it's Matt Siegel and then Alpine Starts is Alpine Start Foods. Awesome. And we'll get all that linked up in the show notes for anyone who wants to check that out. And uh, for anyone listening between September 18th and October 16th, we're actually going to be giving away a bunch of coffee along with a ton of other climbing gear from other um, climbing brands on Ready Yeti. So just head over to readyeti.com for your chance to win. And with that, Matt, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a good one. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.